Hey friends, it's your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish, here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy GM Prep. In today's episode, I'm going to be running my session zero for my Numenera campaign. So we're going to be talking about, or we're going to be talking all about Numenera today. This show is brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish. If you want to help support shows like this, you can do so by becoming a patron by clicking on the link in the show notes below. Patrons get exclusive to all kinds of Patrons get exclusive access to all kinds of stuff, including guidelines and generators and adventures and video previews and all sorts of stuff, an exclusive Discord channel. But most of all, they help me put on shows like this. So to, to the patrons of Sly Flourish, thank you so much for your support. I am so excited to run a Numenera campaign. I love Numenera. Numenera is a system, I think it's my favorite D20 system. I really like it. I really like this system. Why am I not playing more of this instead of D&D? I like D&D a lot too, right? And so I, I love D&D, but man, I really dig Numenera for so many reasons. And you're going to see why. I, I did a whole preview of Numenera in one of my Lazy D&D talk shows. You can find that in the Lazy D&D talk shows. Do some searching and find it. So I could talk about why I liked it so much, but you're going to see a lot of it in action as I as I am, am prepping. So as I mentioned, today is a session zero. So session zero prep is different than the prep for a normal session, but we're going to be doing some a little bit of regular session prep today as well. We got a lot to do. So So get ready, get your coffee. I got my coffee right here. Uh, get your coffee and we're going to do some work. So I built a Numenera campaign notion notebook. I will paste this uh, in the show notes uh, below. Yes, a big question that's going to immediately come up is how long is this campaign going to go? I don't know. I don't think it's going to be six months right? I think it will probably be longer than four sessions. I don't know where it will go in there. And I don't, I don't know anything else. One of the big questions that I had, I, so yeah, I was nervous kind of getting this together because like, I have so much Numenera stuff. I, I back all their Kickstarters. I have so many books. I have, I have dozens, hundred, hundred, more than a hundred Numenera books, maybe certainly dozens of Numenera books. And I was like, which of them am I going to use? I need to use them all, right? Particularly with adventures. I was thinking like, which adventure do I want to run? Do I want to run an adventure? And I actually decided after reading a bunch of the adventures, I read Slaves of the Machine God, I read Jade Colossus, and then I read a bunch of one-off adventures that are in Numenera Discovery. And I ended up saying, you know what? I think I'm going to run my own. I think I'm going to do a campaign. I went back to that. If you recall, at one point I did a poll of my players and how much they enjoyed my campaigns. And the Eberron homebrew campaign uh, was liked by both of the groups that I ran it for, by both me and by my group. So I said, I think I'm going to capitalize on that. I know I'll be... I know I'll be kind of skipping all of these published things that came up, but I can always harvest them for stuff. And with Jade Colossus, I'm definitely going to harvest it for stuff. But wouldn't it be more exciting if I ran my own campaign from scratch. So I think that that's what I'm going to do. And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to talk about that today. So most importantly, I have this, the, the, the session zero prep to do list. So this is what, this is the work that we are going to do today. You and I, right? We are going to prep this whole thing. So the first thing I need to do is set up the session zero notes themselves. These are notes that I want to use during the session zero. Like what are the specific things that I want to, that I want to do? These are the session zero. You can see, I took a lot of artwork from the books and, and pasted it into the notion notebook to make them to kind of get my head in the game, right? I really like modifying the notion notebook to help me feel like I'm in that world a little bit, right? So what is the elevator pitch uh, for this campaign? And I think 
the I I, I kind of don't know yet, right? But I want to. So I, I got to think about this because there's a couple of elements that I'm gonna do. There's there's definitely, you know, help. It's a little like Frost Maiden, and it's you know help the people of the town that I'm gonna run in, right? What what's the name of the town? I'm gonna go to my locations here. Bodrov. I'll talk about Bodrov. Like I've done a little bit of pre-work before this for the record. So this isn't like, hey, look how fast Mike can whip up a campaign because I've already been thinking a lot about it. And I've been throwing a lot of stuff in my Notion notebook. As you can see, I've done a lot of prep in the Notion notebook already to get ready for this. And I did that mainly because there's no way I could do all of this in an hour, right? It didn't take me hours and hours and hours though. I'll tell you that. So the people of Bodrov, known as the Queen's Plateau, help the people of Bodrov. Is that is you know what 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 is the main so the main theme and the one word theme is going to be discovery right this is all about discovery this is all about you know finding the artifacts our heroes work together to dig into the remnants of the ninth of the of the i can't spell remnants the remnants of the nine previous worlds is it nine, right? I think it's nine. And use those discoveries to help the people of Bodrov. I think that that's part of it. Another part of it is navigate the delicate balance of a people just rising from, what is it called? What, what's the... They're, they're just starting to get out of sort of tribal things and, you know, from tribes to society, right? Like there's groups are starting to grow and become sort of, there are eight previous, the, the, the eight previous words. We're in the ninth one, right? So these are sort of the themes. I'm, they're not super strong yet. And maybe I'm going to have to come back and, and fix these, right? But I think the main thing is dis the, the idea of discovery, I think is really important. It's really the main, the main theme that I'm going to run here. So the six truths of the campaign, right? There have been, and this is like mostly about Numenera, eight previous advanced, is it even a society? It's greater than a society, right? We're going to use the society. Eight previous advanced societies, civilizations, perfect, in the world that have risen, having risen and fallen. Many of their artifacts locations and even people reside deep in the depths to reside in the depths of the earth of their ruins beneath the earth all right that's a good one what other and we're gonna instead of six truths we're just called the truths right maybe six what other uh, the people of the ninth world in the and and we have to pull up our discovery here this is so if you want to follow along and and you can get books on sale at different times of the year numenera discovery is kind of the newest version of the numenera core book and a lot of the stuff that i'm going to be using comes from that there's a few different products that i have been looking at and studying but if you want to really dig into the game numenera discovery has everything in one book that you need to run this game including character information world information monsters adventures it's got everything in one book i love one book rpg solutions and this one definitely does you can generally a lot of times they have uh, humble bundles and stuff like our bundles of bundles of holding where you can get lots of numenera stuff for cheap i'd recommend 
him and take a look for that. But picking up the core book is not a bad idea. So uh, we're going to look in this because it's got lots of stuff about the world. And we're going to look into the setting. So the steadfast, right? Lots of information about the steadfast here. But the steadfast, the people in the ninth world and the steadfast have grown out of mere survival and tribal groups into a more advanced society, yet one far less advanced than the eight who came before. So that's a good one. I think we're going to have, so factions is definitely going to be a thing that, that I'm going to use to, to tie together to tie together like longer, longer term arcs in this campaign. Like who are the main, who are the main factions and villains? And so villains is definitely something that I'm going to, and I, I, I want to have three villains. So I got my three villains, but I also have four factions that are going to come into play. That's going to fill in one of the truths. Another truth, our, our story begins in the city of Bodrov, the Queen's Plateau, which sits atop a table-like structure with ruins beneath, with ruins beneath and within and beneath, right? So I, I picked this place. I thought Bodrov was a really neat place because it's, I have a picture of it. It's, you know, it's a city that sits on like this massive pillar, right? And, and because the city can actually hold significantly more people than it does, but getting things from the lower parts of the region around to the higher parts are is is difficult, right? So, Badrov City Plateau, home to roughly a thousand people, which sits atop a table-like megastructure filled with ruins above and below. Right, cool. I kind of like it because it's sort of gray hockey. One one interesting thing about Numenera, and I and this became clearer to me the more I started thinking about how I'm going to run it, is that it it is crazy science fantasy stuff, right? Lots of weird things going on, creatures you've never heard of before, class and character information you never really heard of before. Feels very very different, right? But it also is basically a D&D campaign, right? It, it can, you can run it like a D&D campaign. And you'll see that a lot of the tools I use to run my regular D&D campaigns fit perfectly well in this. And, and the style, the style can fit perfectly well. So it's something I like about it is it's the, the structure is familiar enough that it's pretty easy to run, even though it's also got all this crazy zany science fantasy stuff, which I, I think was a design thing that is clear in how they made it, but isn't clear until you actually start to, to dive in. It's, it's something that only became, even though I've been reading and running, I've even played and run some Numenera before, this didn't really sit in with me until I was really thinking about a longer campaign. Any other truths that we need right now? What are the most important things the characters need to know? So we're going to have the factions, right? Factions vie for power in the region of the steadfast who use the threat of the chaos of the beyond to bring people in line. These include, 
And the factions include, and we're gonna we're gonna dig into a few because they're gonna become patrons and stuff like that. Yeah, the Amber Papacy, right? Is is the the Amber the Amber Papacy, and then there's a few other factions. I, I guess we might as well look them up right now. So we're gonna go to the setting, and I want to go to organizations. So the Order of Truth, right? In fact, we're, let's go build some. We're gonna build some cards in the database here. That that'll help my other problem. And we'll create, we'll call them NPC. I have factions, but I'm also going to put them in the NPC thing, right? And the order of truth established by the original Amber Pope, right? So we're just going to grab this, this first paragraph here. So I have that. And that's where the Amber Papacy operates, right? So they're, they're one faction. Uh, another faction, let's see if we can get rid of that. The Convergence. These guys are using it to grant power to themselves, right? Do people know about the convergence or is it secret? That one I'm not sure about. They are a faction. Let's stick them under both. Small organization, 100 men and women, but with underlings, guards, and lackeys, right? So they're, they're sort of the power players in the background that are seeking out, they're seeking out information to for personal growth, right? For personal power. So that, that makes them a good, uh, a good villain, a good villainous group. The Angulan Knights, I really like this. I really, I think they're very cool. A-N-G-U-L-A-N. I'm almost certainly gonna, let's see, we'll grab this whole part. A, a key is to try to like figure out how to make these factions not all bad. Although the Jagged Dream, I think they're like, I think I'm going to skip that one. So Jagged Dream, I think they're crazy cultists. Who doesn't love some cultists? So how many of these are Jagged Dream or villains, right? And I think the, not the knights, the knights. I mean, all of these can be villains, right? But probably only Jagged Dream actually is. Cultists, certainly not. But I, I think I definitely want to have them come into play, right? So I, I don't think, I think we want to just talk about the Amber Papacy, right? The strongest of these is the, and what are they called? Hey, look, it showed up finally, but they're not called that. The Order of Truth. Do I have two of those? Yikes, I think I have two pages of those. Yeah, I do, stupid me. I got to combine these two pages because I already apparently created a, a page for this. So we will delete this guy there. Okay. What else? We probably want to say that we probably want to bring them up. The order of truth is probably pretty clear. Although I think there, there's the the knights I want to bring up as well, right? So we'll, we'll put them in our, as a faction, right? And I'm going to make a little bit of this up, but they seek to recover there, let's see. So what do they have? The Aeon Priest, right? Seek discoveries of the eight uh, of the lost worlds. Seek discoveries of the lost worlds to bring forth a new age for the people under the order, right? They consider everybody the order. The other truth is that there are how many? The steadfast is ruled over by, this is an important bit. This is a good one. 
this is a good we can just we're gonna just stick that right in here stupid hard line breaks kind of a big one but it matters though the queen has a residence in Badrav, she never visits it is ruled over by a what what is a a good i don't think there's actually let's take a look and see if they describe it uh in here neverine cities Badrav is uniquely defensible sits atop bateau winning path so there's no description of who rules over it would it be a duke a viceroy viceroy sounds cool and then probably need an npc for this right i don't know a name for them yet notice how now the numenera campaign database shows up it didn't show up before but now it does so what a good name for viceroy let's go to grab some random names here i think uanos viceroy uanos is that a good one griffin viceroy griffin vans the viceroy vans is no good papacy not pap papacy thank you viceroy lehman viceroy uanos oh, we'll go with uanos that's fine it's my new trick like always put their title in their name and that way they're kind of easy to remember and what are they like what would the voice is the viceroy kind of an idiot is he kind of a smart guy i guess we could you know we could try things out why don't we for funsies let's roll on the fantasy let's let's decide we're gonna let the dice do some work for a change oh my god we're not gonna get anywhere i guess i should have started the show a little late so he they let's see they are a 14 stern okay what's their occupation 18 a stern doctor okay do they have an origin let's take a look at their origin it might be interesting 19 a uh, primate no, i don't think so 10 a holographic doctor maybe he appears as a hologram sometimes so you can use the origin table to kind of make something interesting about about somebody but actually we're going to use another tool so viceroy is a stern doctor probably was given the post for work he did for the queen and it's retirement right we're going to use injecting injecting the weird is a big bunch of random tables that you can use to for weird things and so we're going to do weird things about a person you'll you'll see us using we're going to use this table a lot i think he probably has a pet that hangs out with him and that pet is oh i need the d100s for this 76 a reptile that can generate a powerful electrical charge between its front legs he has a pet and let's look at a weird thing for him a weird npc 34 the man's head is fake his real face is on his chest uh, what if he has like a hologram head would that be weird is he sort of an ai please state the nature of your medical emergency i kind of like that what was that doctor's name the the doctor the hologram doctor but i think perhaps his he's just called doctor he didn't have it didn't they give him a name i thought they eventually gave him a name they decided it was joe this is retirement for him has a hologram head his personality is was captured in a artifact that he has in his chest probably the real one died long ago who knows bad experiment but he managed to keep his 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 post so now he is the viceroy of badraf 
Cool. So we got an NPC. Did I link that guy to Bodrov? That way I can use the link backs. Very good. Go back to my session zero notes. So what else we got? Bodrov ruled by the Viceroy. Okay. I think that that is probably enough. Villains. For the sake of time, I, I'm going to jump down to pa patrons and factions because this is important for uh, our session zero today. The villains are not quite as important for the session zeros. I, I, I need villains and I'm going to do villains. But really what I need are patrons and factions. And I want to have a an Amber Priest. I want to have a, what are they called? Uh, the Knights, an Angulan Knight. I want to have, oh, Amber, no, Aeon Priest, right, sorry. Right. I want to have a uh, a local scavenger, and I guess like a local archaeologist or explorer, an independent explorer. And I, th I, I think we're just going to stick with those three, right? In the service of the, man, I always forget their name, the Order of Truth, right? And then, so I think like the difference here, and... I, I thought about like having like different alignments. There is an alignment in Numenera, but if we think about it, like the Aeon Priest is sort of your lawful, your, your sort of lawful good, right? I, I guess you could have, and in that case, you're serving this larger good for all of the realm, which sometimes means that like you would go out and explore and get items that are, that are then returned to the order of truth, right? They leave the city where the independent explorer is like, why would we give anything outside of our city? We need our city to be good. So it's like one is the, you know, one of the supports Bodrov directly. One of them supports the larger region. And you can choose, do you want to support Bodrov locally or do you want to support the larger region and get more done, you know? And both are argument, good arguments, right? The Angulan Knight who serves the Angulan Knights, that they have a different purpose. Angulan Knights... Their goal is to rid, I think if we, if we look at their background, I don't know if we're going to have it. We defended in the name of humanity. I don't want to call it Midgard because that gets confusing with Midgard. There are dangers. Like the, 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 the eight previous worlds are filled with dangers, right? And they're filled with, there, there, are, there are horrors in there as well. And they can get free. And our job is to hunt them down and eliminate them. Right, so we use the remnants of the of the eight previous civilizations to 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 for justice and for defense of the world we have today. So that is sort of the hunt, you know, hunt monsters, right? And you know, what counts as a monster is sometimes a good question. You know, predatory horrors lingering from a non-human past, right? So this one's all about kind of justice and defense which could be kind of interesting. And then the, and, and the last one would be kind of an independent explorer who serves Bodrov, right? So I want to I fill in these three characters because they're going to be main characters, even if they're not chosen as a faction. I want the group to kind of pick like who, who, which one of these is your, is your faction, right? So an, for an Aeon priest, let's go to my... So what the hell is this thing, by the way? People probably asking somewhere in here. Where'd it go? Yeah. So I created a science fantasy generator to help me with this game. There were certain, A, because it's like I'm used to this style, but also there were certain things that I felt like were missing when I was going through the Numenera books that helped me generate places. So I created a science fantasy generator based on the first 
adventure generator page that's in the lazy dms companion this page is available right now to patrons of sly flourish if you become a patron go to uncovered secrets volume two and it is inside uncovered secrets volume two right there it has names it's got kind of you know it's a different sort of take on npc and adventure generators than what you would find in lazy DM companion or uncovered secrets volume one so let us make our Aeon Priest. What is what is the Aeon Priest like? So Aeon Priest is seven is a uh, superior. Oh, I already don't like him. Nine, a superior civil leader. I mean, he's an Aeon Priest, right? Give them a name, Josia. We'll create a new page. All right, create an NPC. So I'm actually gonna do this differently. One of the things I did is I, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna delete that. Let's delete this page. Delete. I'll show you why. How do I delete it? There it is. Because if I go to my NPCs, I already stuck a whole bunch of art and names in here. And here, Maeve, right? I already like, so all I did was put a name and a piece of art that I liked. And now I have created a, a new NPC that has a picture already. So what I did is I went through the books and I took pictures of people and then I created new pages in the database of NPCs with a random name in the picture so that I can quickly generate NPCs. I did about 20 of them that way. We're not gonna get through nearly as much as I hoped today. So let's delete Josia. Maybe the Aeon Priest. Okay, now I need an, ang an Angulan Knight. Copy that, go to my NPCs. And I already had one picked out, McKenna. I thought she was really cool looking. McKenna the Angulan Knight, right? And she is sort of the defender, the, the resident defender of Badrav, right? Very cool. So we've got her. And now I need an explorer. Aelin is pretty good. I like Terrence. Terrence looks great, right? He's a cool looking dude. Uh, so take a look at Terrence, but let's let's dig in a little deeper here and see if we can find somebody. I love Navarro and Burham. They might be a fun one, right? But I don't know. I think I might use them for somebody else. Wyla's pretty great. Zyman. But I think we'll go with Terrence here, right? And Terrence will be kind of the third. Terrence the Explorer, who serves Badrav. So those are kind of our three are three factions. So whipping up some safety tools, my group here are all familiar with the safety tools that we use, but we have our lines, veils, and we have our, pa let's pause for a minute. And I like to go through all of these with my group uh, again, even though we, we, we literally just did it recently, but I like to go through it. And so line are of course, no, what is it? No sexual, not, you know, no, no non-consensual sexual contact. No violence towards children. I'll probably make another list. I'll probably work through this with my, with my group. Veils, we will probably have sexual consensual. Is sexual, consensual, sexual, yeah, right. No PC torture, PC initiated. No non-consensual inter- party violence. You cannot hurt your fellow members without the player being okay with it. What else veiled? Body horror. So body horror might be in there. N none. That might be not even veiled. Uh, NPC torture. 
and we'll talk about let's pause for a minute dink so we can go on my list i think oh i have well let's go to the companion right hey lazy dance companion help help me out here session zero checklist where is the oh sorry that, that wasn't what i wanted i want my rpg safety tools Blood, body horror, burning, cancer. Yeah, see, there's all things. Uh, cannibalism would be veiled. It's weird. I don't, you know, I don't expect to drop a lot of it in. But you never know. Harm to animals will be veiled. And, of course, racism. So racism, I think, will be... We're going to put racism in there. Racism, anti-LGBT. Because people in the, people in the ninth world go always. That's probably fine. We'll talk more about it. We can always update. The thing with these lines of veils, you can always update them. So, all right. I think, and then inspiration. What are what are some good, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn is a fantastic video that, that captures this. What are good movies that capture the sort of high tech, but high optimistic views of of this kind of campaign there are so numenera the, the book itself i think has an appendix n bibliography right let's see what kind of stuff in here really grabs ai adventure time cloud atlas cloud atlas is a good one fifth element i don't know about fifth element that's pretty it's interesting not a lot of tv and movies but i would certainly say uh cloud atlas tom cruise groundhog Day. i guess i guess fifth element is not bad I don't know about Hunger Games. It's so that Hunger Games is so dystopian. Firefly is not bad. That's a good one. Minority Report. I don't know about Minority Report. Zardoz, Asgard. Yes, yeah, some of the. I know people are not like super into it, but I think the was it Ultimates? What was the? Marvel movie that just came out that people didn't dig as much, but I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. And wasn't it the Ultimates? The Eternals. That's it. I thought Eternals kind of captured this style pretty well. I thought it was pretty good. All right. That's good enough. I think, you know, is this solid enough? I think so. Sure. We're going to, you know, I'm going to leave a lot to the discussion with the players too to let that help steer where the campaign goes. So that took a while. Uh, four potential patron NPCs. I came up with three. I'm happy with those. Three villains. We'll do that later. Interesting locations in Bodrov. So we need to do that. Go through the Lazy DM checklist for the first adventure. Yeah, we're not getting to that today. Uh, offer three potential quests. Uh, we might do a quick checklist, you know, three potential quests, maybe. But I think I'm going to throw them right into a thing. I've got, a, I've got an idea. Be ready for the beginnings of those three quests. That's certainly, that was an optimistic list. How long have we been going? 47 minutes. Okay, so we still got some time left. So I've got, I'm going to skip villains today because I don't think I need them for today's session. Interesting locations in Bodrov. I definitely need this. So let's, so I need some locations. What kind of places, they need a place to stay. They need probably a place to buy and sell stuff. There's probably a town, a civic center, right? Maybe the palace. Are they local to uh, they local to Badrov? We will find out. I'm not sure. A network of tunnels in the plateau that leads to a spire. A tech temple, right? A, a temple of the Aeon priests. We need that. 
probably a weapons and armor vendor, a place to eat. That's probably enough, right? I don't need to go overboard with this. And this is where we can make heavy use of the injecting the weird, right? Is we can, we can pick up the location, weird, weird things about a location, weird things out in the wild, weird things going on inside the structure, weird things about an ancient structure. Does this have a table of contents? It does not. So we have about that ancient structure. We have things going on inside the structure, out in the wild, weird, but not necessarily dangerous creatures. Weird thing about that town. So we, we, we can try this. Let's, let's see what we get here. 53. Walls around the city is built to resemble the coils of a massive serpent. Uh, we could use, we can, we can use that idea. Uh, so we have a place to stay. We have an, an inn. I don't want to, you know, we'll call it a rest, right? The serpent's rest, a huge coiled segmented serpent inside it spirals up into small, hot, small apartments surrounding a central fountain of scintillating light. Sure. That sounds cool. Right. Now we got a place to rest place to buy and sell stuff. Let's go back to my weird table. I'll try that again. That, that worked all right. 94. 94. Everyone in town has their brain attached to a central mechanical brain via long cords. Uh, that's kind of cool, but no, that was weird. Too weird. Uh, we have weird NPCs, weird aspect of the device. The funny thing is like, I need something in between these, right? Like I need, oh, and I guess that's why I wrote my thing. So let's take a look at my thing. So the place to go buy stuff is a one, a tower. Okay. And around this tower 14, there's a furnace that works, right? And we'll give it an origin. Let's roll on this origin. 17 ooze based, right? An ooze based, we'll call it the gray furnace, a tower surrounding a furnace fueled by a strange gray liquid able to melt and reforge most synth, which is hard to do. Okay, we got that one. The Palace of the Queen. We can come up with some interesting stuff for this place. And we know that it's kind of a palace, so we don't need to do that, but we might roll on the monuments just to see what grabs our attention. Uh, a brain in a jar, we already know. Brain in a jar five, uh, a sphere, it's spherical, right? Maybe it's a floating sphere. That's cool. Uh, let's take a look at the condition, maybe 18, a glowing sphere, right? And maybe there are transparent lifts, right? Glowing sphere. The palace of the queen is a glowing sphere with transparent lifts. And that's where that one guy hangs out. The temple of the Aeon priest. That's good enough, right? We don't need to dig too far in that one. The temple of the Aeon priest is a five a vault. Hmm. Yeah, sure. And it has, let's see, let's look at condition nine, a luminescent vault. Four, a monstrous luminescent vault. That's cool. What kind of origin? Maybe 14. Oh, 
so I have a picture of this. Uh, I think in my in my one of my looks, but a we'll say it is a a glowing like a luminescent insectoid like vault once a temple to strange insectoid gods but now serves the aeon priests sure uh weapons and armor vendor that was a 20 a data sphere oh, could you buy could you buy it virtually that would be kind of cool right uh, a data sphere you plug in and buy virtually and the results are constructed and delivered to you by courier i like that you buy it virtually and then it's delivered and you're like where the hell did this thing come from like, i don't know and you like you plug in and it's like it's like the matrix right like this infinite space yeah, buying things virtually, I, it's not very realistic, right? It just, I don't know. Yeah, we don't have anything like that in our world. And a place to eat. Where where are we eating? I tell you, I like my little chart here a lot. Six, uh, a ship. Okay, cool. Let's roll again. 20, megalith doesn't work, but we'll do it. 20, gravity, a gravity-defying ship. So there's a floating ship, right? Let's take a look at some descriptions. Eight, it is shattered, sure. And origin, uh, a superhuman shattered ship. I could steal right from Eternals and say there's a, a floating ship called the, 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 let's see, that once served superhumans. What will this thing be called? The basalt spear, the basalt spear. Let's give it a proper name and we'll just steal a name. Ares spear. How about that? Aries' spear. So oh, so now we got some cool locations, all right? Uh, the last thing I want to do, did I ever make, did I, did I, did I grab it? Uh, I have, I think what we're going to do, let's, let's generate a new session planning template real quick because I have a strong start. The characters, the, the ground under the characters collapses and they find themselves in a mysterious vault beneath the ground uh, beneath Badrov and must find their way out. I think I have a, did I put it in Notion? Let me check. I don't know if I already put it in here or not. So yesterday, one of the things I did, I did not, but I can right now, the sinkhole. Why am I doing this on my phone? It's because the picture of it is on my phone. Image. So yesterday, yeah, I didn't find it yet. Yesterday, I, one of the, so one of the resources I'm using for this is Jade Colossus. And that's because Jade Colossus has an excellent like location builder. One of the features that this thing has is creating ruins. And it's got these really cool tables. It, it didn't quite hit the mark for me completely, but it's got, uh, it, so it has a whole way to kind of generate small dungeons essentially right and again we talked about how at its core Numenera is similar to a DD game that you have like places you explore some of the tables are outstanding it has a lot of like how to build hallways and chambers and interact with them and i'm like i'll just steal a dyson map i don't need to fill it out but i would like to fill them out with details but i went i, I said well let me try out the process and i did 
And I came up with a very nice, small, concise location called this, and I'm, I'm gonna call it this. And I just drew it on a piece of paper in my crappy ass handwriting. So they've, they fall in here, you know, they fall in this one room. There's a hallway in here is a synth box, a level four synth box. That's a conveyor. It's a dead machine. They can screw with it to try to get a uh, relic out of it or not a relic, a cipher out of it. Uh, then there's this weird hall and it's just like this old construct, right? Like this weird place, some kind of manufacturing place. And inside there are, they can go down the hall. There are different creatures in different places. Some of them are really powerful. And then there's things that they can, you know, things that they can both fight there's a Latos adjunct down here, which is kind of neat. That's kind of a weird creature. So I rolled randomly on all their stuff and it came out pretty well into a nice small three, four room mini dungeon, just enough to kind of get the characters involved in the game. And then from that, we can sort of figure it out. So I, I might not even end up running this. So I'm gonna save this and we can talk more about what is here. But I have enough here that I'm ready to run. And what I really like is you can have ray emitter level seven and I'm ready to go. Like I know what a level seven ray emitter is and how, how that operates. That's one of the really cool things about Numenera's challenge and, and difficulty system. So I, I think that that kind of gets me. I have, I played Cypher and Numenera before. I have, yes. Probably the one thing, and, and the big one is I got to fill out my character stuff, right? Because we're going to find that out today. So they find out and they have to get their way out. And the location is, let's see if I can... Let's see if it found the sinkhole yet. It didn't, man. Something about the indexing is slower now than it used to be. It really, but I can I can do it manually like, like a barbarian. Right, now, now it clicks and goes, yay. So if I was using Obsidian, I'm sure everything would be perfect. Secrets and clues and stuff like this, I don't really, I don't really need to do. So I really don't need much, but I'm, you know, like I'm not gonna fill out this whole thing because I'm I'm pretty ready to go. But really, Session Zero is about sitting down with the players, talking about Numenera, talking about the style. I don't know how much we're going to get through, frankly, at all today. But I think that I have got enough to get through my Session Zero. There's so much that I haven't covered today. And we're going to talk a lot more. Next session, we're going to talk about the characters. We're going to go through a much more traditional look at doing an individual adventure in our Numenera campaign. We'll start talking about villains. We'll start filling in more details on the campaign. The main thing is to have enough material to put in front of the players today that they can build interesting characters and we can we can get started. And I think the answer is um, yes, we do. So uh, I hope you enjoyed my little show today. I know it was pretty chaotic. We're kind of all over the place, but I hope it was enjoyable. If you enjoyed the show, you can help me out by subscribing to the Sly Flourish newsletter, supporting me directly on Patreon, subscribing to my videos on YouTube, or picking up any of my books. All the links to all of that are in the show notes below. I want to thank everybody for hanging out with me today on Twitch, and I will see you guys next week. And in the meantime, uh, get out there and play an RPG with some of your friends. Take care, everybody. Have a great day.